It's Tuesday morning. It's time for another episode of Phoenix Talks. This morning, we're going to be going over just one thing and one thing only, and that is Thor. If you haven't seen it yet, the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder came out yesterday, and it is awesome. So, there are going to be some spoilers. If you haven't been paying attention to the MCU, I'm going to give you the rundown on Thor. There's going to be some in-game spoilers, but you know what? It's been more than two years. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you're just going to find out what happened to Thor, because I'm going to get into it. Let's go. So friends, it's been more than a decade since Chris Helmsworth first picked up the hammer and took on the role of the Asgardian God of Thunder, Thor himself in the MCU. And from that first film, excluding the second one, his performance has increasingly brought the God of Thunder deeper and deeper into our hearts. He is arguably my favorite MCU character. Uh, I'm sure he's a lot of yours, and I'm sure a lot of you are so excited to see him coming out for his fourth solo outing in this film. But he's come a very long way. If you think about the character, he's the son of Odin, okay? He's the god of thunder. He's thousands of years old, and the story behind him is, is that he made Odin mad, and Odin said, until you prove yourself, you're no longer a god. You know, takes his power away, sends the hammer to Earth, sends Thor to Earth, and Thor has to learn what it means to be truly humble and to be a true hero. Um, and he does that, uh, and that's how he begets, how he regains his power. That's basically the first movie. That's basically the story behind the first movie. That's the story behind the comic books. It's the whole premise is that Thor is learning this whole time but that's not really what I want to get at in this conversation today you know yes he's been learning this whole time but man has he had a ride if you look at it from you know the very beginning of Thor's time in the MCU Thor has been losing everything Okay, he lost the faith that his father had in him, and that's why his father took away his power and sent him to Earth, because his father wanted him to learn. And then when he gets to Earth, and he does finally do everything he's supposed to do, he only realizes what he's supposed to do by realizing that his brother hates him. So basically, he loses his brother, and that's just in the first movie. So, faith of the father, lost a brother, he did get the hammer back in the end, but... That's, that's still got to be a pretty big hit to, you know, big brother Thor, who thinks everybody loves him, Loki hates him. Fast forward to the second movie, and his mom dies. So now Thor's lost his mom, Thor's brother is locked up, you know, he, he can't trust his brother, because his brother's a sneaky snabby, and then his brother fakes to death at the end of the movie, more tacking on to what Thor's losing. Go to the third movie, and the first thing that happens, they kill Thor's dad. Then his bitch of a sister shows up, starts destroying everything, okay? He loses his home, he loses, you know, his heritage, his people are on the run, and just when you think things are going to get better, Thanos shows up and bam, now he loses his brother yet again. 
Thor's lost everything at this point. And the only thing Thor has going for him is the fact that he can take out Thanos and stop Thanos before he destroys Midgard. But when he gets to Thanos, he is literally just that split second too late. Thanos snaps right in front of Thor's face with the axe still embedded in Thanos' chest. And Thor loses yet again. So it's no wonder when the next time he sees Thanos, he lops off the head. But in lopping off Thanos' head, Thor loses one more time because now he's lost his vengeance. It's over. It's done. There's nothing else he can do. Thanos is dead. And that's where we find him in Endgame. We find fat PTSD-suffering Thor, who's done what any guy with PTSD, I have PTSD, I know, would do. He sits his butt down in front of a TV, drinks as much as he can, and plays Xbox, and yells at 12-year-olds that are picking on his buddy Korg. And that's where we find Thor when we go into Endgame. And from that point, we see the rebuilding of Thor. We see Thor starting his way back up. We see Thor coming back and realizing he's still worthy for the hammer because he's still that hero inside. We see him fight to save Earth. We see him bring everybody back. We see Thor stand victorious. And then at the end of Endgame, Thor doesn't know what to do. So he teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's what leads us into Thor Love and Thunder. And let's talk about this trailer for a minute. Now that we've caught up with where Thor is at the beginning of Love and Thunder, let's talk about the trailer. I mean, the way it starts off. The chords from Sweet Child of Mine, seeing Thor running through the forest and growing, and then, you know, hearing his voiceover, he talks about, you know, his hands that were once for war are now for peace. He's, he's lost. He mentions he doesn't know what he's going to do. You know, and then of course we cut to, you know, Thor and he's training and he's trying to get himself back into shape. And of course he's still being Thor, you know. And, you know, you see the that Thor training with these gigantic chains and some kind of dead body. I'm not sure who that is. You see him and the Guardians of the Galaxy together. And, you know, you get some kind of advice from Star-Lord. And then of course you get the same interactions you've been getting between Thor and Star-Lord, which is... Thor staring into Star-Lord's eyes lovingly, and Star-Lord wondering if Thor is confused. Me? I don't know. But then you see that Thor and Korg are together, and they're traveling, and Thor is going out, and he's seeing things. You get a picture of Zeus catching the lightning bolts, so you know we're going to go to Olympus. And, you know, it just seems like it's going to be so awesome. And then, of course, the credits flash, and it shows you that big boom, Thor, love, and thunder. And they're like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then you see the hammer. Now, everybody that knows Thor in the MCU knows that in Ragnarok, the hammer was destroyed by Hela. So how is the hammer, which still has all the cracks in it, reassembled and flying to somebody? That's the first question you got to ask yourself. But more importantly, who's it flying to? It's flying none other than Lady Thor, who is supposed to be Jane Foster, possessing the hammer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Lady Thor and Thor on the same battlefield together after Thor has gone through this growth and personal development in this movie. I think it's going to be awesome. 
and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see Thor and Korg have a buddy movie where they're traveling around the cosmos, meeting people like Zeus and probably Hercules and running into Lady Thor. Maybe we'll get to see Beta Ray Bill. Who knows? It's a hope for mine. Probably not going to happen, but hey, I'm going to still keep my fingers crossed. But I am so excited about this, and I hope you are too. And if you haven't seen the trailer, go to YouTube, look up the trailer. It's out now. I can't wait. July's coming. We're going to go. We're going to see Thor. It's going to be awesome. Everybody's going to be psyched. Who cares about the Batman? Who cares about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Who cares about Scarlet Witch? Thor is back. It's shameless plug time, you know, something I do every single show to try and remind you that I have two books that are already published, Through the Flames, which is a story of firefighters dealing with a serial arsonist fighting to save their community, and Redcoats, the tale of a group of teens who unwittingly awaken centuries dead revolutionary soldiers and are then stalked by them and taken out one by one. Will the teens survive? Only one way to find out. Catch Redcoats and Through the Flames at Amazon.com or go over to JonathanPhoenixBooks.wordpress.com and you can find links to get a copy of them or my Kindle Vela series, Valmont Fade to Black. Also, if you're going to be in the North Charleston area on the weekend of May 15th, I'm going to be at Atomicon. And I will be talking about ghost stories. I will be talking about podcasting and TikToking. And I will be talking about paranormal shows. And I'll be signing books. I'll have books for sale. So come on out. See me. See the con. Let's have some fun together. See you soon. That's our show for today, and I want to thank you guys for sticking around and listening to me rant about Thor and how awesome I think that he is. You know, Chris Helmsworth is the only one that's really stuck through it since the beginning of the MCU. Now, granted, Mark Ruffalo's been there since Avengers when he took over for Edward Norton as the Hulk, but Robert Downey Jr., he sank his swan song. He's gone. We're never going to see him in the Iron Man suit again, and while that is tragic, I can accept that. Chris Evans, same thing. He's gone out to pasture and passed that shield on to Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. And while I agree Mark Ruffalo deserves his own movie so he can shine as the Hulk, Thor is the guy that's been there since the beginning and he's sticking with it and he's staying with it for another movie for us, for the fans, for the guys that love to see Thor and we need to be there to support it. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening to me rant. We will see you next time. My name is Jonathan Phoenix. Stay cool.